And welcome into another great edition of Strong Style. That's Impact Media's weekly dive into the world. Swan dive, I guess, or a swanton, either a tope suicida. I don't know. Everybody does those. Regardless, that's Impact Media's weekly dive into the world of combat sports, including, but not limited to, professional wrestling and mixed martial arts. I'm your host, Jeremy the Impact York. I'm excited. You guys should be excited, too, because right out of the gate, you guys know what I'm talking about. We are going to start with WrestleMania. WrestleMania 38. The WWE has figured out this way where they can split their biggest event of the year into two days and fill it up both times. They have figured this out. Fascinating. Fascinating. And I'm not even talking about just the action. Night one. Let's start there. Oh, as always, if you... <laughs> I always forget this part. As always, if you are... Uh, uh, if it's your first time to the show, congratulations. Thank you. Uh, if you meant to type in something else, I apologize. It's probably not what you're looking for, but in the off chance, hey, hang around. See if you like it. Uh, if you want to follow us online, leave us question, comments, suggestion, rating, all that sort of thing. Anywhere you find a podcast, especially in the iTunes store and other places as of that. Um... Here soon, we are working on some things where we uh, will be featured on a few extra uh, fun places. But either way, uh, you can also, at the Impact 99 on practically any social media, will find myself. You can look for us, uh, let's see, at Team Impact Media on Twitter as well. We'll have all the show links. And, of course, on Facebook, just search for Impact Media, Strong Style, any of that, you should find us. Now, let's get into night one of WrestleMania 38. Night number one. We start off with Charlotte versus Ronda Rousey. Now, majority of people, and I would be one of them, thought, well, surely Ronda's coming back and she's going to win the belt. And, and, it, and it makes a compelling, great WrestleMania moment, right? That's where the WWE gets us. This is a great contest. This went back and forth, as it should. Uh, Charlotte, by far, the better professional wrestler. Ronda, by far, the... Ronda, by far, the... Um, the better fighter, I guess. I wouldn't say better athlete. They're both pretty athletic. Uh, but this thing goes back and forth. Goes back and forth. There's there's a lot of the false finishes. We get arm bar here. We get a uh, uh, figure eight there. Charlotte ends up with the win. And while I don't like that uh, they're going to continue this and that the blow off for the big match at the end to end their feud is not at WrestleMania, uh, they they could slow build this to SummerSlam or better. I, I would be willing to bet. Um. Probably on tonight's, probably on tonight's SmackDown or, or other things. I'm, I'm sure they will still get into it because they're still the top feud 
as far as the women. So I would continue this if I was them. There, it's it's more than just a one-off story. You need more than just a WrestleMania build-up to sell it. At some point, Ronda will probably win. But for now, Charlotte retains. I think it's actually the better move. It's actually the better move. Uh, Seth Rollins. We knew he was going to have a mystery opponent. I told you guys a week, week and a half ago who that would be. I was a thousand percent accurate. And uh, Cody Rhodes. And he is getting to keep his outside the WWE persona. He was the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes versus Seth freaking Rollins. And this was, once again, this was, I told you, this match could potentially steal the show, steal the night, the best match of the night. It was up there. These are two of the top performers in the world right now. Having Cody back in WWE, we're going to get fun matchups. Cody and Seth is a great matchup. Um, Cody, Drew McIntyre, I'll take that. Um, Cody Edge, we'll take that. Cody AJ, yes. Uh, I'm trying to go through the roster. Uh, Even Cody Lashley would be good. But just, uh, even Austin Theory. Cody versus Austin Theory? That's... That could be pretty big. Obviously, Cody wins this one uh, because Seth is at that point of his career where wins and losses uh, don't affect his standing so much. He's uh, he's actually in that good spot where uh, Cena eventually got to Triple H, who recently retired for entering competition. Uh, but by far, uh, Cody versus Seth, yeah, it's it's up there for one of my top matches, probably. Once I go through both nights, I'll tell you what my top two, my top three matches were, and uh, this this was it, it's probably it's going to be up there. I'll tell you right now, it's good to have Cody back. Uh, him being able to be the American Nightmare, I am sure he negotiated that, which is good on him. He has a lot of clout. He has a big stick to weld coming back in like this. So very much glad to see him back. Uh, We had Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's title. I get the Bianca appeal. I do. It's just hard for me to put together that you think, or that, that WWE wants us to think, that Bianca is better than Becky Lynch. And I understand it's the whole thing like, well, who's better than Charlotte or who's better than Becky Lynch? At some point, the little guy's got to win the little one. I I get that. But if I'm not mistaken, isn't this two WrestleManias in a row that Becky has dropped the title to Bianca Belair? It's, I, I just, I just don't get it. And by the way, Becky Lynch, you get one of the most ultimate compliments that I can give out to uh, to any human on earth. One one of one of the biggest ones. We all know that uh, Becky first started messing with Bianca's hair, which is her entire gimmick. If she ever cut her hair, 
she'd just be random normal person. But instead, they let Bianca cut Becky Lynch's hair, and then she eventually had to cut her short. Uh, Becky Lynch, you are one of the uh, rare human beings that can pull off tons of different hairstyles and looks. Yeah, you, you, you still look fabulous. And you're still fantastic in the ring. It didn't affect you at all. And uh, I want to I wanna see where this builds to because, uh, you know, congratulations to Bianca on being the new champ, but I just I, I don't get why it's always Bianca that, that knocks Becky off. Now, two... May not be a match of the night, but performance of the night. This is one of them. This is one of them up there for sure. As there's a member, one of the people in this this match coming up, by far over and above exceeded expectations and almost stole the night by themselves. We had Ray and Dominic Mysterio, who took on The Miz and Logan Paul. If you did not see WrestleMania or have not heard anything from now, you might suspect that, oh, you know what? Rey Mysterio is still one of the best luchadors of all time. It was him. No. He was good. Rey's always good. It it had to be Dominic. It was his his, uh, coming out party. He uh, he came out and shined. I'll give you that. Dominic has been getting better. He wasn't bad before, but he has been getting better. He's getting his, his feet under him a little better. But no. So then, I must be talking about the must-see WWE superstar, The Miz. Uh, once again, Mike was uh, super good as well. No. I'm talking about Logan Paul. Yep, Jake Paul's brother, but Logan Paul. Let's just go over some things Logan Paul has done. He... Logan Paul has boxed he has boxed Floyd Mayweather and under the rules under the rules of said competition he actually got the win because he went the entire distance with Floyd Mayweather. And remember, he's not a boxer. He trains. He puts the work in. How do I know that? Because in this match, go look at the highlights. Go look at just the match in general. You could almost say Logan Paul has been wrestling for years. He's not on the level of the three, but uh, very crisp in in his in-ring work. Uh, it, it wasn't sloppy at all. He pulled off everything from a suplex to a frog splash. It was actually, that's personal, Dominic. It's personal, Dom, but it was actually a better frog splash than Dominic Mysterio. So, I, I mean, I've, I've heard other people say it too, but I, I got to I gotta kind of plead the case here. If you don't like the Paul brothers, okay, I am not one of them. I got to uh, be around Jake Paul at his Triller fight, uh, what, this time last year, and watching Logan perform here and seeing the build-up to it, the uh, the behind-the-scenes things and all, uh, yeah, I'm, 
I'm a full-fledged Paul Brothers fan. These guys go out there, they put in the work, they don't come out and in half crap through something. They're putting in the work. And if you're going to put in the work, then you have at least my respect, and now you you uh, you have my fanhood, I guess. It, they went out and just, they go out and they steal the show. Even through the headliner, they steal the show. I could argue there's a lot of times the headliner of the main event doesn't steal the show. Logan and Miz end up getting the win. Miz drops Logan and turns on him in the end. It's because Logan wanted to, um, he negotiated in his contract that he would go out as a uh, face. What better way to do that than the master heel in the match drop you? So that's what happened there. But Logan, Logan Paul, you, you, uh, you have my utmost respect. You, you already kind of had it, but uh, you and your brother, you got a fan. You got a fan out of me. I'm sure that was that was your bucket list thing, but uh, I'm just saying. Just uh, you guys keep doing what you're doing, and uh, I'm behind you. Uh, Gable Stevenson made uh, a little bit of appearance. They say that he's only got a few more commitments left, and then we're going to start seeing him as a regular. Okay, I, that tells me that he has been uh, working on the side because they're not going to let him come in raw like that. Um, maybe it's a lot like Braun Breaker where he's been doing it for years and people just didn't know it unless you were at those shows. So look forward to seeing what Stevenson's going to do. We all know it's going to change Chad Gable's name. It's it's uh, it's going to shuffle some things around. So let's see what happens. Uh, Drew McIntyre versus Baron Corbin or or. Happy Corbin, or whichever Corbin is going by. Uh, really good match. Not a lot of fluff, not a lot of uh, pizzazz to it. It was just straight up. They've kind of overhyped it coming into this now anyway. But uh, good for Corbin. Gets a WrestleMania match. Gets a WrestleMania moment. And good for Drew. He, he gets another solid win. And we'll see what he does moving forward because he's kind of in uh, in limbo as to he's he's a main event guy. He's just not in the main event, not going for the title, and he's at least not at the very bottom. So we'll see what happens. Uh, the Usos defended their championships against Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs. I really think there was going to be a title change. I think the Usos were going to lose this match until Boogs got injured. It looks like, to me, he pulled something in his leg. He had both Usos um, on his shoulders, kind of kind of holding them up, and uh, it, his leg just kind of collapsed, kind of the way Rich Hollins did a couple, uh, what, a year or so, uh, two years ago. Uh, just, you hate it. He's going to be out eight, nine months, I think they said. It'd be interesting to see what Shinsuke does. I would not mind seeing him make a little bit of a run towards maybe another title. I don't want him with another tag partner because there's not really one that makes sense. Him and Boogs are a good team. And uh, once again, hate it for Boogs. Uh, wish him a speedy recovery. Look forward to him getting back out there uh, just as soon as he is healthy and able. And uh, you got to got to figure out some way to get those titles off the Usos. I, I do think it's going to happen. I just, I, I don't know of a team out there. That was the team that made sense. Um, although, 
Hmm. Thought it just occurred to me as I saw their name coming up. Uh, what about Rich Holland and Butch? I know you're wanting to push them with Sheamus as a, as a trio and push them as, as some different things, but what about Rich Holland and Butch? Now, it, they'll have to team a little bit so that people recognize them as a team, but I could see them beating the Usos in two, three months. Three months, probably, would be good. Anyway, good for the Usos. I'm not opposed to the Usos. I just feel like it's time to move on from that because Roman is doing his own thing. And then in the main event, Kevin Owens got his dream opponent in Stone Cold Steve Austin. Nope, this wasn't Steve Williams. Nope, this wasn't just plain old Steve Austin. This wasn't a guy who, Texas Rattlesnake, who used to wrestle. This, he got the Stone Cold Steve Austin. Good match. You know, we here recently in the last couple days, everybody's talking about Tiger Woods' performance, and it, it is in the in the Masters, the fact that, that uh, he, he almost died in a car wreck, almost lost his leg because of a car wreck, and now he's uh, not only walking the hills of Augusta for the Masters, but he's actually in contention. It's 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 a similar story with Stone Cold, except for it wasn't a wreck or anything like that. It's just he got real banged up. At one point, he took his ball and went home. Uh, he's been doing some things with the company and some things other places, and just uh, he was just you know beaten up enough to where he he didn't think he wanted to come back. And I don't know if WWE pitched this, which is possible. I don't know if Kevin Owens pitched this idea either through WWE or to him. Or if Stone Cold kind of said, I, I got a match left in me, and here's a, here's a short list of people that, that I'd like to work with. But either way, we got everything we wanted right here. We got Kevin Owens, one of the best performers on earth. We got Stone Cold Steve Austin in his basically last match ever. And we got to see everything. Yeah, it was a little bit of a brawl, but wait, it's Stone Cold, so of course. But he took as much as he got, or he took as much as he gave out. Just fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. And that was just night one. I'm going to try to hurry this up. Night two, Sheamus and Ridge Holland with Butch took on the New Day. They end up winning. This match was supposed to be on night one, but because some things ran long, it got bumped. And they were worried that the match may not, and by they, I mean the people involved in the match, were worried they may not even be on night two. But uh, they were able to find room for it. I'm glad they did. These are these are five great performers, and uh, yeah, you know, New Day could beat the Usos, I guess. But I mean, they just lost here, so they they need to build up and do some stuff. I said, give me give me Ridge and Butch, Add, or or Sheamus and Ridge. That could work. They could do the Freebird rule, and any two of them could defend at any time. That'd be great. Well, uh, good for Sheamus, good for Ridge, and good for Butch. They, uh, they all get their WrestleMania moment. That moved us to Edge. VJ. The biggest thing coming out of this match, besides the fact these are two veterans who, who really tore the house down, they they are borderline trying to uh, steal night two. Um, the thing I took out of this most is actually what Edge, you can see Edge is building towards something. He's wanting to stay around more. He's, he's building towards something. 
Now, once again, I haven't seen any of this week's shows, so you guys, by the time you listen to this, may be screaming and yelling at uh, your favorite listening device that, oh, he's doing this, he's doing this, he's doing this, or you're so crazy, he didn't even show up. I don't know. I really don't know. But uh, Edge gets the win. I think Edge versus AJ is, is still something going forward. I think AJ still has a lot of things he wants to do. Um, I don't think he's in his last run, but I could I could see these two continuing this a little bit down the road, so we will see. Uh, the Women's Tag Team Championships, of course, the, uh, the new champions are uh, Naomi and Sasha Banks, which is a different change-up. I really thought that Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley could potentially win that. Uh, now, Shayna Baszler and Natalia are a fantastic team, but they were added too late to that, and I, I was pretty sure Carmella and uh, Queen Zelina Vega are not going to last much longer. So you move the titles off of them. Uh, good for Naomi, good for Sasha. It just felt rushed. I, I want to see them do something now. Maybe they should defend on both shows. Uh, Johnny Knoxville gets his win with the help of a giant mousetrap over Sami Zayn. Uh, this this had all kinds of uh, fun little things and little parts of it all around the place. Like I said, uh, mousetraps and, and, and fun things there. Uh, Sammy did the right thing, puts Knoxville over. Uh, just a good moment. Knoxville gets gets his, his WrestleMania moment and a win, and he got to be in the Royal Rumble. I mean, there's two bucket list items for almost every wrestling fan. Fantastic for Johnny. Uh, I, I wouldn't look for much more past this, if anything, uh, from Knoxville, but... Uh, Sammy needs to move on to something else, and uh, good for Johnny Knoxville. Congratulations on the new movie. Bobby Lashley was able to defeat uh, Omos. Somebody was going to beat Omos. Might as well be Lashley. Lashley needs to build up, and, and in my opinion, needs to uh, potentially be the next uh, title contender, because he probably would have won Elimination Chamber had they not got the bright idea to throw somebody through through the chamber that he was in, and, and it injured him pretty greatly to where he couldn't perform. I think he got robbed of his moment, but at least he gets the win there. Omos, okay, he got beat by Bobby Lashley. Okay. If you're going to lose to somebody, Lashley's one you want to lose to. And uh, let's see what they do with that moving forward. The Raw Tag Team Championship stays with RK Bro as they defeated... The Alpha Academy, I still think they got they got a lot of fun left in that run. They're gonna do, they're doing, and uh, uh, Street Profits almost called them Private Party, but they're in AEW. Um, not a lot of frills for this match. RK Bro won, okay, but it, it goes back to what I said about SmackDown. It's it's I, I would like to see. I know they just recently lost and then regained the titles. But I would very much I would very much like to see different champions there. Different um as far as on raw I don't I don't really know right off who, who would be a good contender there. But uh either way. Uh, good for RK Bro. 
they're they grow me a little bit, but I just I'm not a big Riddle fan. He, he's a good wrestler, but he's I don't know. He's just not not my cup of tea. Uh, that left just to Triple H, who uh, came out and let us know he's he's doing good, but that he yeah he's he's officially done. He is not gonna. He is uh, not gonna wrestle anymore, but he he still has so much to give to this business, and he's going to. Um, Austin Theory took on Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee, good win. Uh, it still astounds me the things he can do. Just, uh, just, just astounds me the things he can do. Um, he gets the win over Theory as he should. Uh, he can go back to announcing and doing uh, so much more for WWE than people realize. And Austin Theory, it, it didn't hurt him at all. Because for one, WWE can't let you just have your your shining glory moment. Nope, Mr. McMahon challenged Pat McAfee, to which uh, some underhandedness happened, and of course, Mr. McMahon, Vince McMahon, that is, he he wins over, uh, he wins over Pat McAfee, and then not to be outdone, Stone Cold Steve Austin comes out, he drops Austin Theory like uh, like the. Uh, Mealy mouth uh, competitor he is. He decides uh, one stunner's not enough. Let's go ahead and drop uh, good old Vince McMahon, Vinny Mac, while we're here too. And then uh, as he's celebrating with some beers with Pat McAfee, he says, you know what? One's good, two's better. Three's the ultimate. He drops Pat, Pat McAfee, who did a spectacular sell job on that stunner. And uh, what a great moment. What a great moment all the way around. We get Stone Cold on two nights. We get Pat McAfee doing his thing. Just incredible. Just incredible. And left us the main event. The one they wanted to do at Royal Rumble, but, well, COVID. So then they tried to build it through Elimination Chamber and, once again, the the Bobby Lashley uh, injury. So... We finally get at WrestleMania, Roman Reigns and his SmackDown title versus Brock Lesnar and his Raw title. And this was the epic war we wanted to see. Epic war. And what makes the most sense? Well, either a DQ or some kind of no contest or something, which is very, very cheap. You're going to build it up this much. You, you should just, you need one side or the other. And they didn't do that. They did not give us a cheap ending. In the end, it's what makes the most sense. Who needs the bigger bump up, and who can survive the hit? Well, Brock can survive the hit. Roman doesn't even need the bump up, but this solidifies him as this is the Roman Reigns era. He is is having a spectacular run on top. It is better, business is better because he is on top. And Roman wins this. So now he is the undisputed. He he won both belts. I don't know if he'll defend both belts or if they're going to combine them. And uh, I really don't know what they're going to do with the belts. 
it's it's WWE. I don't know why they would suddenly combine this, but uh, maybe they're going to combine it, and then Roman is going to. I think he likes SmackDown better. I think he's going to stay on SmackDown, and we get a new Raw champ somewhere down the road, or maybe he's just the uh, the champ who defends on both. Maybe they got more than enough contenders. Just uh, I, I don't get what they're doing, but good for Roman. He deserved it. You should acknowledge him now. You, uh, you 100% should acknowledge Roman Reigns, and uh, good for Brock. Brock can still stick around and do a lot of stuff. I would like to see things like Brock Lesnar. You know, uh, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns. We just saw it. Brock Lesnar, Drew McIntyre. Brock and Bobby Lashley. We'd like to see that again. There's there's some matchups. There's some matchups. But uh, that was WrestleMania. Top three matches. My three favorites. Uh, Cody versus Seth. Told you that. Um, God, what was it? I would say Edge AJ. And... Where was it? Probably Roman and Brock. I mean, the main event is the main event for a reason. Sometimes it gets a little short of our expectations. I thought it was exactly what it needed to. Top three performances of the night. Uh, I got Logan Paul. I've got Pat McAfee. And where was the other one? You know what? Sake of <laughs> just doing it. Let's, let's go Johnny Knoxville. Good for you, Johnny. Good for you, Johnny. So, uh, good for them. That's WrestleMania. So, now let's get into some of the other action. Because almost everybody had an event outside of New Japan and AEW. So, we will get to it in a minute. Let's jump into... Uh, let's jump into NXT Stand and Deliver. We get... Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez, who take on Toxic Attraction. Now, those two have been a team before. Uh, Toxic Attraction, I felt like, should have continued on their run. But uh, in, in WWE fashion, we take two random people, put them together. Like I said, they had, they had a team before. They're suddenly friends again. But uh, they, they are your new tag team champions. So congratulations to Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. Uh Toxic Attraction, you had a pretty good run. Maybe you'll win them back. I don't know. I, there's, it, it baffles me that the most established team in NXT uh, gets crapped on all the time. That's KC Squared. That's Kate's, uh, Casey Cannizzaro and Caden Carter. Like, uh, half the time they don't get screen time. I, I don't get it. They're the most established, better team in, the, in, in NXT. It's, it's just crazy. But uh, good for Dakota Kai, who I'm a big fan of, and Raquel on uh, winning that. And Toxic Attraction, they're, they're good. They're bounced back. But a uh, little chink in the armor there for uh, Toxic Attraction. In the North American Championship ladder match, as I told you, who was going to win? Cameron Grimes. Now that he won the belt, where's he going? To the moon. 
Johnny Man, Cameron Grimes. He gets his, uh, he's going to get a WrestleMania moment coming up in the next couple of years. Uh, he is super, super talented. I remember when he first showed up in TNA, which is now Impact Wrestling. I remember when they signed him over here to NXT. I was like, this kid can, can man, he can, he can really work. And uh, he, he did some just fantastic things. Him as a North American champ, I like it. I like it. Even if it's short-lived, I like it. Good for Cam. Good for you. Uh, of course, uh, Tony D'Angelo beats Tommaso Ciampa. It looks like Ciampa's getting the bump up to, uh, or the bump, I guess, to Raw or SmackDown. I know they want to say that NXT is on equal footing. Talent-wise, probably the way they push it, not so much. But uh, he does the thing and, and uh, puts over the, the up-and-comer on the way out. It's a good match. It's, D'Angelo needed something solid like this because he's, uh, he's had a couple stinkers here and there. And this is definitely going to help. Um, what else was there? Lost my place there for a minute. There it is. Uh, your new tag team champions are MSK, which is uh, Nash Carter and Wesley. And then uh, before Stand and Deliver, and then after Stand and Deliver, there's some things that have come out about Nash Carter of MSK. Um, one thing was there is a photo of him dressed as uh, Adolf Hitler from years back. And his soon-to-be ex-wife, Kimberly, from Impact Wrestling, pretty good wrestler, had some domestic violence allegations and photos and things that came out. Well, this stuff, after all that came out, about a handful of hours later, WWE says, Nash Carter, your services are no longer needed. Okay, so let's... let's Let's start right there. Clearly, clearly WWE must have released him because of the alleged domestic violence, even though so far, unless they talk to him, so far they only know her side. don't know anything else about it. Uh, no. Well, then why would they release him? They released him because of the Hitler photo, which is, is, is quite bad. Quite bad. I would have thought the domestic violence would be where I'd the, the hill I'd want to battle on, not 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 a Hitler photo, but uh, I get it. I definitely get it. But now this brings up a lot of things. MSK has been a tag team for a good handful of years. Wesley and Nash Carter uh, have teamed in in uh, Impact Wrestling on the indie scene. Uh, they're they're usually a, a duo. They're usually a tandem. Very only in Impact did they split them handful of times just for X Division crap. So, now what does Wesley do? Does he uh, start a, a singles run? Does he uh, try to hold out on Nash getting rehired, which is possible, just depends. Or, or what does what does Wesley do now? Because did, did, does he find a random partner? As as so is the WWE thing. I, I don't know. All I know is that Nash Carter's been released because of the photo. We're going to hear more soon from him and Kimberly as far as their, uh, what looks like it's going to be a pretty nasty divorce coming up on top of 
the allegations and where that goes from there. But I think I, I give I do applaud the efforts of WWE that they did not let this simmer. They were not holding out as soon as they heard this stuff come out and they were able to confirm it. At least confirm the photo. Uh, that was it. So good for them on that. I I look forward to seeing this week's episode to see what they may have done about that. Uh, I just, what baffles me is they let that match happen. I would have uh, somehow pulled them from the match or something like that. But anyway, especially having them win, knowing that you're probably going to get rid of them. It's goofy. Uh, the women's championship, uh, Mandy Rose retains as she should. After you take the tag belts from Toxic Attraction, you, you let Mandy keep that. Plus, like I said, who of that group had qualified enough to win that? Cora, Cora's brand new. Uh, Io Shirai has been a champion before, but that was a while back before she's been in all these other little—I don't know—it reminds me of Impact Wrestling's little side stories even though it was NXT, and then you get um, Kaylee Ray, who apparently was really good over in the UK, but since coming over here, the best thing she does is swing a baseball bat. Yeah, I mean, three decent contenders, but none of them had enough clout to win it, so good for Mandy Rose. Great, re- great retention in a fatal four-way, which usually means the champion loses, and you didn't. Uh, match of the night. I give match of the night to this. The main event was great, but Gunther gets the win over L.A. Knight. L.A. Knight, I talk about him all the time. I'm a big fan, but he is a tremendous worker. He's He can uh, be a star himself. He is great at making the other guy look like a star. And Gunther, as big as that kid is, my goodness, he, he has world champion written all over him. Um, if they wanted to make it uh, a four-person group, they could take him away from Imperium and move him up with Sheamus and Rich Holland and Butch, but he's he's kind of he, he's he's not quite on Sheamus's level as far as clout, but uh, he, he's above Butch and, and Ridge Holland, so I guess you keep him with Imperium. But uh, Gunther with the big win, I would like to see him potentially in a, uh, a world title push here soon. Then of course we get. They keep calling him the new HBK. He is, he is, instead of being the next, he is the Dolph Ziggler who defended his world NXT title against Braun Breaker. Once again, people thought, oh, well, the Steiner's going in the Hall of Fame and, and those being the uh, the dad and the uncle of uh, Braun Breaker, that, that he's clearly going to win the belt. No. they. I thought they gave him the belt a little early anyway, but he had a good run. After he had a good run, uh, they took it off of him. Having Dolph as the NXT championship, I think, adds a new level to it. We know um, Champa is, is more than likely done down there. So you kind of look around. Uh, there's some other people. Dolph and Gunther, eh, this is a little interesting. But there are some people down there. They're going to have to to uh, build up some people to uh, to get up to Dolph's level. But I think Braun should move on to something else. I think somebody else should take on Dolph. But uh, Stand Deliver, hey, pretty good. Pretty good down there. NXT always has uh, pretty good events. Let's go to the Impact Wrestling Multiverse of Matches. 
Yeah, it wasn't Vince Russo. They, I don't, I don't know. It was part of a big conglomerate they were a part of. But here are the Impact Wrestling matches. Uh, they had a big Ultimate X match. Trey Miguel retains, as you should. The rest of them, it's, they didn't do anything to build up those people. I mean, Ace Austin could have been one, but uh, he's not as big as Trey Miguel. Mickey James and her real-life husband, Nick Aldis, otherwise known as Magnus, were able to defeat Chelsea Green and her real-life husband, Matt Cardona. Good match. Good match. This was an NWA special. They are all in the NWA as well as Impact Wrestling. They regularly wrestle against each other. They have a lot of chemistry. It looked really, really good. And for a mixed tag, it had, it had a lot. It was great. But uh, Mickey and Aldis end up with the win there. Alex Shelley uh, took on Mike Bailey, speedball Mike Bailey or fastball Mike, Mike Bailey, who they're trying to build up. They're doing a pretty good job of it. He was a indie sensation. Uh, Alex Shelley had a good match with him. Of course, Mike Bailey gets the win. They had the knockout tag team match where uh, the influence were able to retain their belts. That is Sunil Dashwood and Madison Rain. I believe she's from Georgia, by the way. We will claim her. Uh, otherwise known as the influence. You're going to get the inspiration or, or the, whatever they're calling themselves now. Against the influence. That's the match we want to see. Although the knockout tag division is, is always super cool. Always has some really good stuff. Uh, but it's good to see New Chance for a minute. Eddie Edwards took on New Japan's Tomohiro Ishii. My goodness. He, he is like if a bowling ball in a pit bull were like put into some kind of Willy Wonka contraption. Uh, Ishii is, uh, my goodness, he is, he is a beast. And, uh, of course, he gets the win over Eddie Edwards. If you haven't seen Ishii, that is I-S-H-I-I. You don't even need the Tomohiro part. If you type that in, go watch his matches. He throws a great clothesline lariat. He, uh, he, he's very physical. And uh, it, it was good that he was able to take on Eddie Edwards, who he's faced many times, but uh, it's a good spot. In what made no sense, because I thought there was a world title picture, but I guess since it's not their event, they didn't want to uh, uh, have a belt move around. Moose, the standing champion, and PCO took on Josh Alexander and Jonah. And Josh Alexander's only get the win there, of course. Uh, Jonah and PCO have been beating crap out of each other all across the arena the last couple of weeks. That's fine. But I thought Moose and Josh Alexander had this big thing they were they were doing. It just uh, this tag match didn't help. It didn't help either either cause. It was uh, just kind of, uh, we want to involve them somehow, so we'll do this. Arguably, and I will make a strong argument for it, arguably one of the best female wrestlers on the planet right now, not just because she has a multi, she has a multiverse of title belts. Deanna Perrazzo took on Fabi Apache and defended... I think it, yeah, one of the belts, probably the AAA Mexico. It doesn't matter. But uh, Perazzo gets the win. More importantly, Taya Valkyrie has returned. We're going to get Perazzo, Valkyrie. I'm in. These two are. This is going to be great. They're going to still. They're going to still show whatever card they're on. 
They're going to steal the show. I can't wait. Ty Valkyrie, of course, the real-life wife of uh, John Morrison or Johnny Mundo or whatever he is wanting to call himself. But uh, Ty, you guys remember Ty. She was an Impact uh, a while back. She got signed to NXT. They did absolute god-awful crap with her. Didn't do anything. She was able to get a release, or she got released, and so she is back. Taya versus Tiana. Let's do it. Jay White took on uh, Chris Saban. Saban ends up with a win there, which was a little curious. Jay White uh, doing the job for his buddy there. It was uh, a little interesting. Uh, then we get, th- this This was unbelievable. We get the Briscoes, the Briscoe brothers, Jay and Mark, versus the Good Brothers. This is a dream match waiting to happen. This was one. Because both these matches, I'm going to tell you, happen on the same night, unless they pre-record a one that's possible. But uh, the Good Brothers win. Because, hey, they're the home team, basically. Uh, but the Briscoes, they're, I could see them signing... I see them more signing either back with Ring of Honor and doing some Impact Wrestling things or signing with Impact Wrestling and still doing some Ring of Honor things. That's that's what I see. But uh, this that, that match was fantastic, watching them those four people work and know what tag team wrestling is about. Frisco Brothers, man, A-plus, and so are the Good Brothers. Let's go to Supercard of Honor. That is the Ring of Honor event that we have been waiting since October for. It's good to know the Ring of Honor is still around. Now, granted, it's probably because Tony Khan from AEW bought him. And he says he's going to continue to run them as something at a separate entity. It's fascinating because he's already the main booker for AEW. I guess he's going to do that for Ring of Honor. If he was smart, he would put somebody in charge of doing that. Um, Colt Cabana took on Blake Christian. Colt gets the win there. I guess it's Aka, Aqua, AQA. Took on Miranda Lee's uh, AQA wins. Um, Jasper Khan and uh, Toa Leona, the Gates of Agony, took on Eli Isom and Cheeseburger. Of course, the Gates of Agony won. They they had um, Tully Blanchard come out with them, and Tully said, oh, there's a third member to this group. I guess he meant third wrestler or fourth member. Uh, you, you'll see him later. You, you'll see. But uh, Khan and, and Leona, man, they, they're they going places. They're a fantastic team. And uh, Eli Eastman and Cheeseburger, they, they've they been the Ring of Honor stalwarts. That They're just the, the, the people you always like. So I'm glad they got some work in. Dalton Castle took on his good buddy Joe Hendry. Of course, Castle wins that one. I really thought when Ring of Honor took that hiatus that Castle would land somewhere else. But maybe he didn't want to go anywhere else. I don't know. I really thought he, he would uh, he would appear somewhere, but he didn't. Uh, Alex Zane lost to Swerve Strickland. It's kind of nice when you could take your AEW people and, and give them some work on Ring of Honor. Uh, Ninja Mac took on Brian Cage, and of course Brian Cage had Tully Blanchard with him. So we're going to get the Gates of Agony, Jasper Khan and Toa Leona. And Brian Cage, all in one super group that Tully Blanchard is uh, managing now. That's, that's incredible. That's just, holy cow, how do you beat them? 
I, I don't know. They're just it's it's they're the super big kids on the playground that are not letting anybody on the slide. So guess what? You're not going on the slide. Uh, but Brian Cage, of course, wins that one. We get Lee Moriarty, who took on Jay Lethal. I would be curious to know what went into having Jay Lethal on the Ring of Honor card. I had heard he was completely done with them. Was it because he was being nice and decided to do some Ring of Honor stuff? Was it because maybe Tony Khan, who owns them both, said, uh, hey, I really think you should be on that other card, and since uh, I have your contract it's over here, and you should go over there for today. I, I like to think that it, it was it was the cooler heads prevail, and that it was Lethal saying, you know what? I'll go over there. But uh, Lee Moriarty, fantastic name, by the way. And uh, he, he's an up-and-comer. I believe he came through the Nightmare Academy with uh, the Rhodes family. So uh, him and Jay Lethal, they put on a good show. Lethal gets the win. For the interim Ring of Honor Women's Championship, Now, first of all, Roxy was the last one, but Roxy is now signed to NXT. So the only thing I can figure out is that maybe they uh, is that maybe maybe Roxy knew she was signing at NXT and they had to move the Ring of Honor belt off of her to do the right thing, and so they did that. But uh. They have an interim Ring of Honor champion, and it's Mercedes Martinez, who defeated uh, Willow. Willow Nightingale, I believe is her name. But uh, Willow, Mercedes and Willow, this, this is a good match. Ring of Honor is another one. Their women's division is just outstanding with talent. You may not have heard of some of these ladies, but my goodness, they can outwork the guys. Sometimes. Uh, but Mercedes, congratulations to her on being the new women's Ring of Honor champ, champion. Uh, FTR took on the Briscoes. Now, even though this was a Ring of Honor event, the Briscoes lose to FTR. This was enough. This is, they have been going back and forth on the internet. The Briscoes have had just fantastic videos from their farm calling out FTR. Uh, I want to see this happen a lot more. I want these two to definitely, uh, go at it. Uh, but like I said, FTR with the win. So, you know, Briscoe's go 0 for 2. These both, the multiverse of matches and the Supercard of Honor took place on the same day. So like I said, unless they pre-recorded something, uh, the Briscoe's did double duty and they lost both. But it doesn't hurt them as a team. They're still fantastic. We have Minoru Suzuki at the win over Rhett Titus. Really good match. Suzuki, it amazes me that he can still do the things he does. And Rhett Titus. Tremendous underutilized talent. Wheeler Yuda is your new pure champion as he defeats Josh the Goods Woods. Yuda's really getting built up. I don't know if this is Tony Khan building him up through Ring of Honor so that his stuff he does in AEW is going to be bigger. I don't know if he just decided to do a title change. Or if uh, there's a chance Josh Woods has got some MMA stuff coming up because he's still doing that. And uh, he, they needed the belt off of him so that they could continue with the Pure Championship and he could do elsewhere. Or maybe his contract's expiring. There's always that. 
Um, and then, of course, we got we had two champs. The whole reason that Jonathan Gresham was was uh, even in the championship match before was because Bandito, the sitting champ at the time, got COVID and was having travel issues because of it. So, of course, we've got to get Bandito with his belt against Jonathan Gresham and his belt, and we've got to marry the two together. The belts, not the people. Jonathan Gresham is your undisputed Ring of Honor champion. I think going forward that that is the right situation, the right thing to do. Now, Bandito, I'm not sure about his Ring of Honor contract. I had heard it was towards the end of it and maybe only had a match or so left on it anyway or something like that. But I also heard that they were renegotiating, that Tony Khan very much wanted them around. So we'll see. Uh, that was Supercard of Honor. Let's jump into... Let's go through AEW. This is going to be a long episode today. I'm sorry, guys. Lots to catch you up on. I still got UFC to talk about. AEW Dynamite. We open up with CM Punk versus one of my new favorite wrestlers in AEW, Max Caster. Of course, CM Punk wins, but Max Caster, man, he is getting big opportunities because Anthony Bowens is injured. This is very much, remember, top flight where Dante Martin uh, got a pretty good singles run because they really like those guys because uh, his brother, his tag team partner, was hurt. So they are using the crap out of Max Caster. He is he is making the most of it. And uh, a good match with CM Punk. We had Jay Lethal take on John Moxley. This was every bit the good thing you thought it would be. And, uh, of course, Moxley wins. And uh, Lethal knew he almost had him. And uh, Lethal is, is going to be very pivotal moving forward. For some stuff AEW is trying to do. Uh, FTR took on the Gun Club, which is Austin and Colton Gunn, Billy Gunn's uh, uh, sons. Of course, FTR wins that one. Uh, the Gun Club are pretty good. They're just... They, they need to build them up a little more if they're going to have a match with FTR like this. Because uh, clout-wise, they're, they're not even in the same multiverse for lack of a better way to put it, than, than uh, FTR. But they had a good solid match. Just FTR is top of their game. We had the Jericho Appreciation Society who attacked uh, Eddie Kingston, Ortiz, and Santana. I like that the Jericho Appreciation Society, they say that they are sports entertainers and that they beat up pro wrestlers. Interesting. I like it, though. I like it. It's different. I, said, I think I said that last week, but it's different. I like it. Uh, Brian Danielson with William Regal beat Wheeler Yuta. This match, man. It's, I, I really thought Yuta was going to win a couple times, which is when you stand back and look at it, was never going to happen. But when you're watching that match, Wheeler Yuta, man, we know he is he is now the, the uh, pure champion. Now, that would be interesting if they were to take a Ring of Honor belt and bring it to AEW. Or defend it here. Because the pure rules are more to the style that Moxley and Danielson are trying to enforce. And trying to teach and bring it to people. So, it would be... I, I'm, I'm very interested to see what they're going to do with that. But Wheeler Yuta, 100% impressed the crap out of everybody with, with uh, his match with Daniel, with uh, Danielson. 
Uh, the Bunny took on Tony Storm, who is now in AEW. This was part of the Owen Hart Women's uh, Tournament. Of course, Tony Storm gets it, and uh, she she looks to be in really good shape, really good condition. Um, seems like the break has done her a lot of good. It, it she seems a lot healthier, a lot happier since uh, since leaving WWE. But uh, she advances in the tournament. They will have more tournament matches as we go. The main event was Darby Allen with Sting versus Andrade. I think it's Andrade El Idolo. Uh, of course, Andrade wins, but man, it, it, Andrade is is really really on a good run right now. Darby Allen is always top performer, and, and anytime you have Sting, it just bumps the height of everything up. Uh, like I said, Andrade wins, but uh, Andrade Darby, you could watch all day long and never get bored. On Rampage, we get the Young Bucks. We took on Top Flight. Remember, that's the Martin Brothers I just talked about. Nope, not the Wild Kratz. I think one of his name is Martin. Is that right? Sounds right. Uh, but the Young Bucks, of course, win over Top Flight. Uh, tag division over there is just ungodly loaded. I want to see what the Young Bucks do now that Red Dragon is more or less with Adam Cole. And uh, the Young Bucks, I think we're waiting on Kenny Omega to come back, which I would say sometime in the summer. I would say June or July, you might see Kenny Omega. And I don't even have any inside information on that. I just, I know he has the last, he just, he recently had a surgery or something he's recovering from, or recently did something. And uh, he's, he's recovering and should be doing some, uh, Good stuff soon. I think. He's been doing some behind-the-scenes stuff and really developing things like the video game. That's why it's going to kick some kick some butt. Their video game should be exceptional. Uh, uh, what else do we have? We had Lambert, Scorpio Sky, Paige Van Zandt, Ethan, Paige that all came out. Of course, we get Sammy and uh, Ty that come out as well. Um, I'll be honest. The work that that uh, Dan Lambert and Scorpio Sky and even Paige, fans and even Paige, are putting in um, is is actually kind of turning the crowd a little bit. Now, they know to boo Lambert, but they're, the crowd's kind of turning on Sammy and, 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 and Ty Conti a little bit. It's kind of interesting. Kind of like they're they they they're not real big on their shenanigans, but um, they're really trying to build up Paige. Paige is smart; she listen to everything they are saying and doing. And she had a couple one-liners she threw in, and that was uh, that was fantastic. But uh, be fun to see them get into it. And then we had a, a, a backstage thing where Tony Schiavone was interviewing Hook, and then Danhausen appeared and tried to curse. Hook, like he does so many other people, and it uh, didn't seem to work on Hook. But uh, I don't think we're going to get a match between Hook and Danhausen, but it's a fun little exchange. It's pretty interesting. Uh, House of Black ran over Evil Uno, Stu Grayson, and Fuego Del Sol. I thought nothing bad. That's exactly what I thought would happen. Now, House of Black, that, that trio... If they ever start a trio's championship, they have got to be front runners because I just I don't know how you beat them. 
there's just not many ways to be able to do that. Uh, what am I missing? What am I missing? Um, oh, we get another tournament match where uh, Sky Blue, if you don't know who Sky Blue is, she's, she's a really good independent wrestler. She does a lot of stuff uh, away from television. It's nice to know that she's actually on television now. Uh, but she's talking on Jamie Hayter. What was interesting is that Rebel was down there with Jamie Hayter, but Dr. Brett Baker, DMD, was absent. Not sure if they're finally going to put the riff in between them or not, but it was a good match. Jamie Hayter, still one of my favorite wrestlers in AEW. She, of course, wins. Uh, I hope Sky Blue sticks around. She, she could really boost up the women's division over there. Uh, let's see. Then we get Powerhouse Hobbs, who took on Keith Lee. And if if you've ever seen two, I don't know, two speeding trains that are going to hit each other head on the track, that's that's what this match was. It wasn't a train wreck. It was just two massive human beings trying to move one another. It was it was just ridiculous how good this match actually ended up. Uh, Keith Lee, of course, wins, but you get all the Hobbs friends down there. You get Swerve Strickland, who comes down there to do Keith Lee. We're going to get the tag match coming up. This was actually a great way to end Rampage. Um, oh, SmackDown notes, a couple things that, that uh, were important that were not a part of WrestleMania. The Andre Battle Royal happened. Uh, Madcap Moss wins that one, which is uh, probably going to be the end of him and Corbin at some point because uh, Madcap's getting to the point where if he's, you know, maybe him and Shinsuke get together, that 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 would be something interesting until Boobs comes back. Uh, but uh, good for Moss. Moss gets a, a big feather in the cap. And then we get uh, two tag team partners who are in solo matches who take on Ricochet for the U.S. title. Yeah. It's uh, something out of the Susan Lucci handbook. But you get Angel Garza, Humberto Carrillo, and Ricochet. This was just stuff everywhere, chaos. It was a good match, but just it, finally we got to the point where uh, Carrillo and Garza, instead of working together, started to kind of uh, try to steal wins. And, of course, that ends up costing them the victory in the end. It happens. Ricochet retains. I would like to see him have a better have a better boost than what he's what he's getting. He's he's, he's a champ, and he, I mean he defended on SmackDown and not and not WrestleMania. That uh, that tells you what they think. Let's go to New Japan real quick. The last two weeks, because I mistakenly forgot it last week. I am sorry. Uh, we had Okada who defended uh, his belt against Naito. Those are by far two of the best. To put it in reference, I would say Okada is kind of a John Cena, Randy Orton type over there. Just really, really good, young. Just, I mean, just never has a bad match. Naito is, uh, he is, he's kind of like a Shawn Michaels, I would say. And he's kind of the anti, he's a, he's a smaller wrestler, he's a, he's a skinnier wrestler. Uh, he's, he's, uh, he kind of has a don't 
don't-give-a-crap attitude, but when he's in the ring, it's very hard to outperform him. And he will showboat, and he gets caught showboating a lot, but uh, Naito is is one of my favorites for a reason. He's one of uh, my little nephew's favorites. He loves Naito. But uh, Okada wins this one. Naito will live to fight another day. But uh, just unbelievable match. It was 42 minutes, I think, of... Uh, that's when you fast forward to commercials or without the commercials or whatever, but uh, just, just unbelievable matches over there. They have 30 and 40 minute matches, sometimes hour long matches. And you just, you can't believe how good they are. Never a dull moment. In uh, in some of the other matches you had uh, Goto, Yoshihashi. They took on uh, master Wado and Taguchi. Uh, where Goto got the victory in that one for his team. I believe they are the... I believe they are the tag team champions. Because, see, they have a junior division, a junior tag division, and they have a regular division. And I think this is the this is the regular division that Goto and Yoshihashi... Try to say those all together. I just did. Uh that uh, I believe they retained their belts there. And then we get this. There's no telling how many years of experience were in this next match. It was uh, Minoru Suzuki. It was Zack Sabre Jr. It was uh, Yoshaki Fujiwara. Yeah, the Fujiwara armbar. Guess where we get that name. They took on Okada, Tanahashi, and uh, Tatsumi Fujinami. For people who are un- unaware, Fujinami, Fujiwara, and Suzuki are all legends. We're talking these guys have got to be in their 60s or 70s, and they still are incredible. Just inc- It's unbelievable how good they are in that one. In fact, this match was so good, I forgot to write down who won. Although I'm pretty sure it was Okada, Tanahashi, and, uh, and Fujinami. Pretty sure I remember them celebrating, but just just unreal the amount of actual wrestling that happened in that match. Just uh, just incredible. Now, in the last few minutes, like I say we're over an hour. My apologies, but this it was a big week. Um, let's talk about UFC 273 this weekend. It is Volkanovski versus the Korean Zombie. Now, there are some big fights on this card. I'm just going to go over a couple of small ones, and then we'll talk about about top three or so. Uh, Alexi Olenek is going to take on Jared Vanderay in the heavyweight division. That's going to be fun. I will take Alexi in that. Mickey Gall is taking on Mike Malott, who is making his debut, I believe, at the welterweight division. You have Aspen Ladd versus Raquel Pennington. I'll take Pennington. Um... Vince from Hell Pichel, I believe is how you say his name, or Pichel, is taking on Mark Madsen, uh, the undefeated Mark Madsen. Um, give me Pichel, give me Pichel, man. He, he, he with that mustache, man. He, he, he's got an A plus mustache. Uh, Mackenzie Dern is taking on Tisha Torres in what I will call the most unfair fight they have done all year. Is unfair because I am big fans of Mackenzie and Tisha, and I. It is, man, there is just chaos inside as I try to pick a winner in this one. Ah, right, give me, give me Mackenzie Dern. 
Nah, you know what? Dang it. Give me a taste of Torres. I'll take Torres. You should take Torres. Now, let's talk about these top three. In the welterweight division, we have Gilbert Burns, who is going to take on Hamzat Chemaev. Hamzat Chemaev. A lot of people say, oh, Chemaev's just going to just drop him and do this. See, okay. Gilbert is going to give him a pretty good run here. And everybody else is taking Chemaev. Give me Gilbert Burns. I Who do I think is going to win? Chemaev. Or, yeah. Who would I like to see win? Burns. I think Burns can win. And nobody else wants to say it. I'll say it. Give me Gilbert Burns. Let's move to the Bantamweight title fight where Al Jermaine Sterling is going to take on Peter Yan. Remember the last time these guys faced off, Peter Yan was winning the fight and Al Jermaine Sterling uh, was uh, down in a prone position. Peter Yan, for some reason, decided to knee him in the head. Highly illegal, disqualification, Sterling gets the belt. Who is going to win this? Al Jermaine is a different fighter than the last time they fought. He was doing a pretty good job in that one. And he's going to be a different fighter for sure. I don't think he is a, a little weakling like people think. He's hiding behind that. No, the rules dictated that he got the belt, so he got the belt. It's not that, that he didn't deserve it, but uh, I, I think Peter Jan's going to take his belt back. And then this this feud should go away. But I will take Peter Jan. And then in the main event, Alexander Volkanovsky is going to defend the featherweight belt against Chan Sing Young. I hope I said that right. Otherwise known as a Korean zombie. Or Sung Young. Sung Young. I think that's how you say it. Chan Sung Young. Korean zombie. Once again, Volkanovski is one of the best fighters on the planet. I could care less what weight class. Featherweight is, is a loaded weight class. He motors over tons of people. If this goes the distance, then Volkanovski will probably win four or five rounds. And win the fight. I heard Uncle Chael say this. Chael Sonnen say this. Uh, earlier this week. And I agree. Give me the Korean zombie. He even went as far as say by knockout. I uh, Okay. That's the only way it's going to happen. Because if you just go on. On overall skill. And overall abilities. And things like that. Uh, Volkanovski is, is going to win. Nine times out of ten. And that's not to say Korean zombie sucks. He, he's very very good. But the reason they call him zombie is because you can't kill the guy. You can't kill the guy. He He's like the Energizer Bunny. He takes a licking and keeps on ticking. He's going to take a beat. Alexander is, is going to lay it into him. The Korean zombie is going to find some headway somewhere. And, and I'll, I'll agree with Chael. I don't, very rarely do I ever agree with Chael. And I, I, usually, I wouldn't recommend it with a lot of people uh, when he makes fight predictions because it's usually terrible. And if he is in this one, I will blame him for the whole thing. But give me the Korean zombie as your new featherweight champion. Korean zombie. So like I said, I am taking Burns over Chemaev. I am taking Peter Yan over uh, Aljermaine Sterling. And I am taking Korean zombie beat Alexander Volkanovsky. Third round knockout. Why not? But that brings us to the end of our show. We have, uh, I mean, my goodness, I I wish there was more to talk about, and I would talk about it with you guys. But 
that's going to do it for us. Another great edition of Strong Style. I am going to call this. I'm, this episode is multiverse because I said the word multiverse way more times than I ever have probably in my life. Multiverse, multiverse, multiverse. This has been Strong Style. If you want to follow the show, find us anywhere there's a podcast. I see we're working on some stuff for those really cool things happening very, very soon. Anywhere you can rate the podcast, please go and do so. Anytime you want to leave us a question, comment, suggestion, anything like that, please go do so as well. At the Impact 99, at Team Impact Media, I'm Jeremy the Impact York. We'll see you guys next week. Deuces, gooses. <laughs>